we do need to pray for Ukraine. There's a tremendous church over there. People of God. Uh, ask Philip, Philip, and not only pray for that, but pray for the service too. Brothers and sisters, love Christ. I need to pray. Please. Thank you, Philip. Okay. Let me have some lights, okay, so I can see folks. See when they make faces at me. You will today. I bring you strong meat today. You, you hear that word of God, that there's strong, that there's time for milk and all that stuff. Church here, we're going on, what, 32 years old now, so... You should be knowing some things by now if you've attended here a while. I've got a picture up there to me. It's a picture of the church. Um, Satan's plan is to make the church ineffective. He always has. Do you understand? It's, this is our season. What's, what's going on has been told, told to you by the Lord. He said, there's coming a time. This is going to happen. All this is going to come loose. But it's going to be the church. It's a time for the church to end up and be seen. Our little flicker, little wad bulb is going to be very bright all of a sudden when, as it gets darker and darker and dark, darker. And it is. And it is. And this is the time for the church. Now, the strong meat is, I believe, that, that as we unfold it, hopefully you will see that there is more in God than you have. Way, way more. Much more. Uh, the American church has dummied down the gospel and our position in the gospel so much that we have fallen for it. The enemy has done it. He's made the church effective. He's trying to turn the supernatural into the natural. Just another business, Walmart, Kmart, church. Same thing, nothing different, same thing. 
So, so he understands that we have the power. Now, the power of God, I believe, has, has been fading in the background in the American church. Not in the Ukraine church and the China church and all those churches over there, and those true believers. The power of God is strong. They rely on it. They down on it over there. So here we are. The enemy does this by to take away our spiritual vision. To take away our spiritual vision. Every believer in Christ here today, a place where there's no overflow of the supernatural, therefore there's little threat to the kingdom of darkness. He's our spiritual eyes, trying to blind us with stuff, things, fame, fortune, money, poverty, I don't care what it is. He's attempting to do it. Darkness has no resistance if the church is not awake and arising to its feet. None whatsoever. Darkness is not stronger than light. The light's just starting to go out. So it's getting dark, dark, darker. You're the light. In fact, the Bible calls you what? The light of the world. That's powerful light. So this is what's happening in the American church. And it's kind of what we look like. We do. We've lost our influence on our community. And we've lost our power to impact it. We're just another building. A long, long highway or back in the country. Incredible power is available to us. If you just surrender to God according to the Word of God. Not tradition, not what you're used to. I'm a Baptist, I'm a Presbyterian. All that kind of stuff. Forget that. We need the power of God. Our enemy knows that we have the power of God in us at our disposal. A strength far superior to his own. Far superior to every one of you who are a true born-again Christian. It resides in you. Untapped, probably. Because we're just kind of, I don't know, just been doing this. This is church, right? A few hymns, a few songs, end up sitting on offering, beat it. That's the way we kind of have church. There was a time when the Lord of the great power and majesty across our nation thundered across our nation when men of God would preach the word of God. God and work it out! And people would respond. It has been decades now since our nation has been influenced and shook by the power of God the Holy Ghost. Decades! Enough that some, some of you have never experienced, sensed, tasted, sniffed it, knew about it. But it's there. It's there. God says what? I don't change. I don't change. I still split seas. I still melt mountains like wax. I don't change. We've changed. The church has changed. It is. Seconds 2 says this. This is where Elijah... Ministry over the chits of fires coming down and taking him. Second Kings 2.13 says, And he took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him, and he went back and stood by the bank of the Jordan. Elijah just swooped up by the power of God. His mantle falls, Elijah picks it up, the Jordan is raised, and he goes up the bank with the mantle in his hand. This is where we are. Elijah is a type of the power of God. God used Elijah tremendously through him miracles were done. Elijah means God is Jehovah or God is. 
Name, name your that. Every time you say Elijah, you're saying, God is. My God is Jehovah. And now he's gone. The vessel that God used to display his awesome power, gone. This is the American modern church is. It truly is. When I was up late last night, loved the songs and going through YouTube and seeing us, seeing massive crowds, mostly of youth, jumping up and up down and praising God and worshiping. I'm telling God, God, that doesn't work. I like to be in the middle, middle of that. I like to jump up and down with But it's only the water, word of God that works. It's the power and the anointing that comes from the word of God. And it's a rendered heart. It's easy to jump up and down to a song. It really is. If it worked, America would be turned upside down from what I did last night. So this is where the modern American day church is. We're standing by the river. Some of us don't know what to do with it. Some of us don't know what it's there. Did we take a wrong turn? Clue. You and I, right now, we are living in a weak and emaciated age. We are. I'm talking, I pastor. I'm talking about me. This is where we are in America. I'm facing it. Taking all masks off. Emaciated means thin. Lean, gradual loss. Read the book of Acts and read us. Emaciated. What's happened? Gra- gradual. You have to admit that. Okay, Jordan. Jordan always means crossing over from death to life. If you go, huh? No, that, that's what's being born again, right? You've crossed that. There's many crossings in this door. The first one is for death to life, being born again, realizing you're a sinner and you need Christ. You, you have Christ. Not church, not, not religion, not a denomination, not a membership. Christ! So, so you crawl over from death to life when you become born again, a true Christian. Look, you and I can only hear so much truth. Eventually, we got to act on it. It's a choice. We're standing at this bank. Life is gone. With it, seemingly, the power in the American church with him. Ask yourself. Am I going to trust God to make this where I cannot go? Ask yourself, am I going to trust God to cause me to walk in these impossible places? Because they're happening. They're all around us. They're arresting pastors in Canada. There's a picture of always just having church. Kneeling on Maple Avenue, whatever avenue is just behind his back, you drop by, think, what did that bad guy do? He's a pastor having church in Canada. David says this in Psalms 143 8, and I hope you do too. David says this Cause me to hear. Lord, help me to hear this. Help me to understand what you're trying to say. Help me to digest this strong meat. Just push it away. So what's with pastor? Cause me, David said, cause me. Cause me to hear the kindness in the morning. 
from thee to do trust. Not only that, Lord, cause me to know, to know the way. Cause me to understand, Lord. Cause me to know the way when I should walk. You say that. Say that to God. God, cause me. He'll tell you. He'll show you. He'll open it up to you. Cause me to know thy way there, and I should walk, for I lift up my soul unto thee. That song that we just sang, that yearning, man, that's a drive, it's a longing for God. We need that. That word cause me to find out, to discern, to recognize. Not a whole lot of discerning anymore in the house of God. But God is saying, David is saying, God, cause me, help me to discern, help me to understand this. This is meat, Pastor, that you're trying to do this. Help us, cause us. So back to Elisha now. Elisha accepted the challenge. Elijah's taken before. Remember, I just said, if you see, if you see this happen. So Elisha had to stay steadfast. Determined, not distracted. Just think if he's all the time walking with Elijah and something happens, I don't know to distract. And it distracts us. He turns away. He's missing for a while. He comes back. Elijah's on. The man is laying on. What happened? What do I do, do now? He missed it. He didn't understand what he's supposed to do. Because we get distracted. That's what your youth pastor is trying to tell you this morning. Oh, please, please. I beg you, don't let your kids miss. So it says that he took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him, and he went back and stood at the bank of the Jordan. That mantle was a type, a type. Don't be running and not buying it. It's a type, a type of the glory of God, type of the splendor, type of the majesty, type of the presence of God. I pray sometimes when people pull, pull ark and lot, they say sense oh, something different. I pray that they walk through that place, their knees smote and just shake from the glory and the power and the presence of God. Not just a normal building. Something supernatural. So here Elisha says in 14, he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him, smote the waters and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? It was a cry from Elisha that Elijah is gone. Lord, we need the power of God in the house. Where is this God? This is a cry I hope that would come up in Wednesday night. Lord, we need you. Our brothers in Ukraine, these sick people on this list, Lord God, hopelessness for our country. Lord God Almighty. That when Elisha was doing, when he picked up that mantle, smoked the waters, his cry of desperation. It's a cry of great need Do you have in you. Sort of a last resort. Lord God Almighty, you're all we got, God. Elijah just gone desperate. It 
Elisha knew that the power of God did not rest in mantles and chariots. It rests in the presence and the work of the living God. That's what Elisha knew. Now Elijah, who walked in power, was gone. Hope we find ourselves in standing on this bank, looking at this intimidating waters. Hopefully, you start to understand what you've got to do. Remember, God equips you all the time. Listen to me over and over and over. This is not bragging, it's just simple truth. Most churches don't come this far. Most churches don't even know that the raging Jordan that they just cross. Most churches don't even know that it's over there. Some do, some get to the bank. Some sit here the, the beckoning and wooing and yearning of God, God the Holy Ghost. Most churches are content to stay right here on Jordan. Singing that song, Tom. That was great. Way to go, Tom. Nice song. Just uh, stay. Jordan, it's a choice. I'm bringing you a choice. If anything uncomfortable, good. Good. I mean, I don't relish in that, but I'm saying good. It's good. When I stand before God, I want God to say, way to go. <clears throat> it's a choice. Am I going to cross? Am I going to cross? Am I going to wade out unknowing, trusting Jesus Christ? Thank God, God. Come hell or high water, live or die. Lord, something's got to change. We, we can't have it just normal anymore. We, we can't be. We've we got to be su supernatural. We've got to walk in the fulfilling and the power and the promises of God, Lord. There's got to be hope for somebody, somebody out there in this old, cold, dark, dreary, hopeless nation that we're in. Somebody has to rise up and get up. Get up in the grave. Somebody has to, Lord. Why not here? Why not new hope? Or am I going to continue to sit on the side of Jordan? Where we have cute, neat doctrine and cold, unmoving, safe church service. We got a lot of that. We do. But you can still hear the moving of the water. But there's Jordan. Those of you are sitting and understanding and know what I'm talking about. Maybe things and stuff and kids and work try to drown out the river of Jordan rushing by. But you know it's there. You've come to that bank many times. And then we've got off. As a church, I heard David Wilkerson say it's like fireworks. Boom, you go, oh, gone. Kind of our desire of God seems to work the same way. And, and I know it's on you. I understand that beyond me. I'm not saying suck it up. There is no suck it up in you. We don't have, don't have that. We don't have what I'm talking about. It's about supernatural. Taking a bunch of natural dust and making some supernatural wars for God. That's what I'm talking about. That's so it's this in Second Chronicles three six Corinthians three six, 
This is what it says. Who also have made us able ministers. God's not going to throw you out there. Give it your best shot, buddy. He's made you able. You are able to do this. You've got to have faith and trust all my God. You do. Who hath made us able ministers of the New Testament. You weren't born back then. You're born now, here, right now, this day. And God says, I made you able. That word able means to equip one with power to perform the duties. That's what God has done. He's equipped everyone. No, I'm just a grandma that washes dishes and hugs my kids. No, 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 no. You're an able minister. You can wash the dishes, hug them kids, but you're a minister of the gospel. You have been equipped. You can do it. God says. Look, it's not just doctrine. We strive to be right with doctrine. We want you to know your doctrine. We do. Listen to what it says, though. Who also hath made able ministers of the Testament, not of the not just doctrine, but of the Spirit. For just doctrine, boring, dry. Bible says, for the left killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. God, the Holy Ghost, young people need to see life in the, th- the things of God. They need to be gripped by the collar when the preaching is going on. Spirit of God just grips them, shakes them. The power that comes from preaching the Word. Under the anointing. God, the Holy Ghost. It's real. It's not some Marvel, new Marvel character. This is real. Man, I just saw this the other day, too. It said, um, I forget, because I tried to be a professional athlete. And I was good. Say, say What did it say? Oh, point. I forget it. I'll just make something up. Oh, point. Oh, oh, percent kid has a chance of making it. But he has 100% chance of standing in the almighty God. What's more important? Would you rather strike out in Little League? Or would you rather strike out standing in front of Almighty? Every Christian who wants the meaning of God has to come to that place. Every Christian who wants to function in the power of God has got to come to this place. You just do. You just have to. Now, I understand that mo- most of this is born. There's like 0.000212 pastors preaching it today probably. Because it's not fun, it's not Yahoo, and jump, jump up and down. But there are no shortcuts for living in the fullness of God. None, none whatsoever. No shortcuts for running after the promises of God that are here for you and I. That we could have, that we can move in the power because we just put ourselves up. Men that have hazarded their lives for Christ. Did you see the video I put out of Ukraine church? What is it? 200, 300 Russians with, with every whip can have surrounding their country. They're in church worshiping and praising God. Did you see it? I put it out there. 
wonder what we'd be doing. We'd be buying dry bananas trying to find some cave. They're out there worshiping, glorifying God, God, trusting God, live or die, we're yours. No shortcuts. We are able. He made us able. He put it in us. He has equipped us. Ezekiel 37 says this, You shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your gates. Oh, my people brought you up out of your graves. Get up, get up, get up. Get up out of your grave. See, I was just like, she song with the old get him. No, the whole reason I keep telling Rod over and over, we've got to get him out of the graves. They don't believe that God has put in them. Get up, get up. That's what God is saying. God has it all, all your but you have responded to the word. Lazarus, get up. All of a sudden, get up. God does not make robots once people are willing to step forward and want to serve Him. He does. You shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened up your graves, O my people, and brought you up out of your graves. And shall put my spirit in you, and you shall live, and I shall place you in your own land, a promised land, across Jordan. Then shall you know that I am the Lord, have spoken it, and preformed it. God will perform it. All of them in the boat, raging sea, Jesus walking, and then he says to one, Come! One person came on one. He started looking. As soon as he took his eyes off, he started to sink. As soon as he got, got distracted. Hosea 10 tells us this, so grief in righteousness, reap in mercy, pick up your fellow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord till he comes and rains righteousness upon you. you, have, you have this stuff you have to do. You have to. And it won't be that long, you'll be going by the fields and you'll see them all picking up and turned over, and dirt all. The, the farmer's getting ready. Got to break it up for all winter, cold, cold, under the ice, snow, zero degrees. Nothing's growing, nothing's moving. One day, whenever the farmer decides, fires up that tractor, sets all of those blades in motion, and he starts cranking it up, it up breaking it up, getting up the fell ground. Cold, dead, hard, fellow ground, probably saying, No, leave me alone. God tells you to do the same thing. Break it up. We're going to such a bumper crop. Break it up. I'm going to use you unbelievably. Break it up. Sow to yourself in righteousness. Reap in mercy. Break up the fellow ground for it is time to seek the Lord till he comes. Man, that's going to be so hard. As I throw the seed, hopefully the power of God and the Spirit of God, the anointing of God. I mean, nothing's more powerful than the Word of God. Then there's that heart. How's it hit you? It just hits us and falls off. I'm telling you, this is not a call to a prayer meeting. And I wish to show up in the growth. But it's not, that's not, this is not a call to a prayer meeting. 
It's a call to go deeper in God. It's a call to hunger, thirst, thirst till He comes. This is what it takes. Lord, I want to yearn for You. It's an intense feeling or longing. Getting a job at McGraw's brought me out here, but I had to leave my wife and four little kitties at home. This was a long time ago. I don't know how I'm, how I'm 50 plus years ago. Long, almost 40 now. Work long hours. Right here right by myself. Lots of times overtime. And I worked that Saturday. Saturday night come, I'd find my car, car and I'd go off in Pittsburgh again to go see because I yearned yearn to see my wife and children. I didn't say, well, I got a few hours. Sometimes I'd go and have a few hours and would have to go back. But, but the yearning that that longing made me. For, for now, people, what about that supernatural almighty God? Where's our yearning for that? Where's that intense feeling and long? I've got, I just, I've got to. You, you can expect on Wednesday to have worse away in your life. You'll have seven headaches on top of each other. All your tires will be flat. Are you, you st- I've got to go. i got to go. I'm going. And if you could go only by my words, uh, maybe a match will strike when you're there. That's not going to kill you. Come to this altar and say, hey, Lord, I've got, you've got to do some supernatural in me. You have to, Lord. You just have to. Country certainly is what it isn't anymore. It's not going back. It's not coming back. Your goal, goal is to be God Himself. Not a blessing or a healing. Those are like fringe benefits. It's God Himself. It's like healings and the icing on, on the cake. God. I, God, I want Almighty God. I want you, Lord. I might not even know what that means, but I want you, Lord. I want God Almighty. Luke 20, 20, 32 says this, and they said one to another, did not our heart burn within us? What, what, what were they doing? They're, they're just talking in Scripture. They're talking in the Bible. And it was burning inside. That's what it says. Luke 24, 32, they said one, one to another, man, did not our heart burn? Did your heart burn within you when we were talking about? Did, you, did your heart burn? Oh, gosh, I couldn't stand it. Did not our heart burn within us while we talked with us, by the way, and while he opened the scriptures? You think that's something that helped you? Look at this. Look what I have for you here. Oh, my gosh, God. What's happened to you is supernatural. You've gone from dead to life. Death to life. You have cold, dead person. You said, yes, Lord. I want to be born again. I love you. And God struck you in fire. Boom, you became lit with the fire of God. But you've got to keep it going. If you haven't done nothing, then that fire's out. Totally out. Definition set on fire. Fire means burning, consumed with fire. To burn and consume. 
I don't go Wednesday night as I'm consuming with fire. I go Wednesday night to become consumed with fire. Please, God, to something. And again, God, I don't know what else I know. I know that I am, Lord, but I'm here. I'm placing myself here to do something with me, Lord. He's a consuming fire. <clears throat> So I told you, strong meat. There's, I, have, I have no dessert today. The dessert for you will be Christ, the presence of Christ in your life like never <clears throat> We must start seeking, taking pains and seeking. And I know, work can be a pain, but what a pain. It's just you, how you fit. It's a pain sometimes. Still, I'm, I'm, I'm going. I'm still going. I'm going. We search for God sometimes like we search for a lost nickel. Did it the other day. I took Ruthie somewhere to Walmart. Oh, yeah, it was after Wednesday night prayer. I didn't want to go. I like, I'm ready to go home. God, God. So we're, we're going to Walmart, and we're walking, and, and there was a pen. Didn't do nothing to me. Didn't, I didn't stop. I didn't go, whoa. I could care less. Now I put it in my notes. I thought, jeez, that's what we do with God. We do. We search for like it's a lost nickel. No impact, no. But what if it was a $100 bill on that floor? I went root. <laughs> Isn't it true? You'd have been motivated because you just watched a $100 bill. Were you here there the service I blew a hundred dollar bill out there? How many were here that day? It was some movement. I think I think I'm a penny or two two out there, and most of you went. I threw a hundred. I still remember when it come up off the table. Hmm. And no, that's where we are. Look, the church is supernatural. This is supposed to be supernatural. It is supposed to be. Not supposed to be like that. That's what we can become without God. It's supernatural and only be stained by supernatural fire. It's the truth. It's the truth. Hebrews 11, 6 says, But without faith, it's impossible impossible to please God. He that cometh to God must believe he is. And he that is he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I've told you through the years that word rewarder means pay. God will pay. God will say, uh, Nick, come here. You've been awesome, man. You've been seeking me sometime. You're probably thinking money. Ooh, I'm however God paid. I don't know how it is. Wonderful, loving marriage, family that loves him. I don't know how it is, but God says diligently, those diligently, I'll pay you. You'll see. And I just told someone not that long ago, God blesses obedience. Obedience. Forget about the mess you made. Just start tumbling yourself. Say, Lord, bless obedience. He does. So we've got to be Lord, shush your glory, God. We want to see God like uh, fit, fit, fit. 
You ever read about Charles Finney? We want to see God like Moody did. God hasn't changed. These, these people are gone now. We need to pick up the mantle and strike the waters. Where is the God of Elijah? Where are you, Lord? What do you want to do with me, Lord? Show us your glory, Lord. Your majesty and your power, Lord. Malachi 4.2 says this, But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arrive with healing in his wings. God says, I will, to those who fear my name. You shall go forth, grow up as calves of the stall. You shall tread down, down the wicked. We don't care how many there are. There's always more wicked than righteous. God, do you think I care about that? Tread them down. The church, God is trying to bring the church up out of the ashes, tread down on the wicked, and make them in ashes. That's what it says. And you shall tread down the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of feet in the day that I shall do this, saith the Lord of hosts. God says, who's in? And you have to go, Ooh. Ephesians 3.20 says this, Now unto him that it is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. This is probably another American scripture that we made. That'll be such money. God will put it in 10. He'll, he'll give you things. God cannot own only more than we ask. Not only more than we think, but exceedingly abundantly above all that ask or think. Amen. Is your God too small? Have you made him too, too small? Have you made him natural? Putin, Biden, what are we going to do? How, how big is your God? Well, I'll, I'll never be able to say anything to pre President Biden. No, you can say something to God. You can get down on your knees in your little corner of your world, in your bedroom, and then cry out to God for him. It's time for the church to rise up out of the ashes. That's you and I. It's you and I. To get now. I mean, now. God is able. It's, it's not beginning in heaven. That's what we think. We're all to heaven. No, it's now. Elisha didn't say, oh, Elijah's lucky, he's in heaven. No, he was, he was saying, God, now. And that's what the Lord is saying to you. You can do this now. This is when we need it. So it's time to rise up out of the ashes. Isaiah 60, arise, shine, for the light has come. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. In this dark, filthy, crooked world. God is saying, Arise, darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. And it is, but the Lord shall rise upon you, and his glory shall be seen upon you. Upon you. And the gentiles shall come to thy light and kings to the brightness of thy rising. That rise means to stand up. It means to get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. God, that the glory of God will rise upon you, and people will see it, and they'll come to you. And then you tell them, 
Oh man, that's Christ. That's Jesus Christ. All, all my hope, faith, and trust is in Him, not in this world. Deuteronomy 11.25 is this, There shall no man be able to sit before you. None. Listen, listen, listen. When we're obedient, we are invincible. No one can do anything to us. When we're obedient, when we're in tune with God. And I was in the service, and I went to church, church a mess. We're going left, they're going right, we're hitting each other. Parade rest, we'd go like this, we'd be hitting each other. We're such, such, such. After, about, after about four or five weeks, man, we were a fine-tuned machine. We looked like one, no problem. That's what God wants to do. You're an army of God. He's your commander. You don't do what you want, when you want, go where you want, say what you want, speak how you want. Fight on if you want. He's the captain of the host. Nehemiah forces this, and I looked and rose up to the nobles and to the rulers and to the rest of the people. Be not afraid. Stop being afraid. Be not afraid of them. Remember, Lord. Which is great and terrible, and fight for your brethren, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. Don't be afraid. That's what the enemy the enemy is all smoke and mirrors. He's a big mouth, he's a big bully. That's all he is. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. Give me that back. Get, get out of the life of my ch child. That's what it says. No, I want the scripture. I love it. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence. We want church picnics. Ice cream socials. It's what we want. And God is saying, you're in a war, buddy. Your marriage supper of the Lamb's coming, but it's not yet. And the violent taken by force. Sufferers violent means inflict violence on. On who? The enemy. Come here. Amen. <clears throat> and the violent take. So that word violent take means to seize, carry off by force, to snatch out or away. You go hunting for them. My son told me just the other night, just last night, he hearing helicopters over the house. He kept circling and look out, and he's seen him. He said, what's going on? And I told him, first thing I think of is a bad guy, a criminal's loose, and they're looking for him. And he said, all right, I was about to load up. About to get Because of my family. Ended up being an accident was bad. You probably read about it. But that was the first thought. To lock and load. That's what you must do. You have to. God says, you, we don't understand the authority. We don't walk in the authority. We walk with our tails between our legs most of the time. Ephesians 1 says, put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all the things to the church. That's Christ. So if he's the head, who's the body? We are. We are. So Christ put 
all things under our feet. And he tells us this, be sober. Stop being silly and foolish, drunk on pleasures. Rise up. Be sober. Be vigilant. What's going on outside? Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, wicked about seeing whom he may devour. I say we go hunting lions, hunting lions this morning. Why not? Alder is full of cartridges, full of shells. Just, just come and get your ammo again. I believe you, Lord. I trust you again, Lord. I cry out for my sons again, Lord. Keep loading that thing and say, God, I pray for my wife and keep my children safe. Give me wisdom to take care of my family, Lord. Where is he? Lion hunting. He's going, going about acting like a lion. You could say, fine, I'm not acting. Where are you? I did that once. Oh, children were young. Who's out here in Ohio? Everything going goofy. Kids goofy. Everything going goofy. And it falls on my shoulders. And I was alone. In the house alone. Finally, I said, you know what? That's it. And I rose up and I said, where are you? And I, and I was... I wasn't kicking doors open. I was throwing closet doors. Where are you? And I was looking for the end of the enemy. I wasn't saying, what was that noise? What's that? I was like, God, you come with me. You help me. You help me get, get the place in order. order. You find the wickedness, the enemy that's trying to mess up and kill my children. I was loading up and I was looking. Where are you? I went land hunting. In my house, I went in the garage, I went in the closets, I went everywhere looking, spiritually looking for the creep who's messing with my family. I'm a child of God. Where are you? And went line hunt. That's what you got to do. You got to have the to come and pick up that mantle. You do. Pick up the mantle and say, God, where is the God Elisha? And he let you. Where are you? Here we are in 2022. Things are crazy and out of sorts. Everything. At this altar, you find your ammo to hunt lions. You will. You will. Let's stand, please. I hope you haven't pushed the plate away with a few bites out of strong meat. I hope you haven't. If you have, Get a box to go. Say, Lord, I don't know. I'll, I'll chew on this again. I, I think thinking on something, but I've never heard this stuff before. Do you think it just happened to come here today? Or it could have been somebody God drawn you to hear something. Whether you ever come back again or not, it's up to you, God. God is looking for people. He's looking, he decides, I don't know what he does, but he always decides to work with us. Not without us, he wants to that I've got this seed I want to throw in you, but you break up. You do, you do your part. I need our band back. Please, let the Spirit of God speak to you as they come when he Thomas to sing that song again.
Lord, I want to yearn. yearn. Listen, listen. He sings that song. Don't go into pretending church mode. If you're just sitting out there and cold as it's been outside, tell the Lord, Lord, I don't know what's happened to me. I don't even have the desire to yearn. But Lord, I, I want to please, Lord God, do something for me this morning. Put that drive, put that yearning to do something for me, and God will do it. He will. But as the band gets ready, we do, we pray for that spirit of God. Nothing moves us. Nothing really truly moves us, Lord. We need the anointing of Almighty God. We need God, the Holy Ghost, to come. We move up with His people, Lord. And Lord, make this word solid. Make it grow roots deep inside of us, so that we, we can be the church as the world falls apart. Lord, we can stand up and be seen. Smite the George River, Lord, and walk across into the glory and power of all God. So people will see and follow that have hope or have no hope to come. Lord, help us to be seen. Our altars are open. Thomas is going to sing this song for the Spirit of God to use. <clears throat> help us, Lord. <clears throat>